0: I gave it a four and a half. I'm not sure if I said that.
1: That's huge for you.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> this is, this is huge for Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's huge for you because I never give I never give four and a halfs or fives like hardly ever. No, no. So listen to her advice. <laughs> Welcome to the Novel Universe with Dawn and Ashley, book club buddies who love to read YA fiction. We'll discuss the good, the bad, the ugly, and oh my gosh, we need to talk about this right now. I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. And I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. So grab something sweet or salty and join our universe. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hosts Dawn and Ashley. And this is our last podcast of 2020 and today we will be counting down our personal top 10. We've already done our top 10 for the books that we read for the pod but because Ashley and I do read different books throughout the year, uh, we are individuals that way, we have a different list and our lists are not going to be the same as our podcast top 10 Ashley and I have not discussed what is on our current list so it will be a surprise to me and her as well as to you so that's exciting uh if you like our reading style I know some people follow certain booktubers or goodreads people because they they have the same opinions about books so if you have found that you share my high Dawn opinions or Ashley's opinions. Let these be recommendations for you if you have not read them. Alright, who's going first? I can. I guess I read mine first. Okay,
1: so in my bottom 10th spot for me was Sorcery of Thorns by Margaret Rogerson. Um, So Dawn actually recommended this book to me and she was like, I wasn't a fan, but... I was like, I I believe I didn't like this book. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So this book in particular made my top 10 because I am all about fantasy. I'm the fantasy architect, and I know we talk about this all the time. Dawn is the criticizer of books. You will hear us talk about it always. But in this one... I really like the fact that we follow our main character Elizabeth and she has been born and raised in a magical library full of like grimoires that come to life and that have to be subdued and like all of this stuff. So we're stuck in another magical realm but present day and she basically gets assigned to a specific Warlock, if you will. And they end up having to fight a bunch of demons and monsters and things coming back with old deals and new deals and, you know, selling your soul and what that looks like having demons that work for your family. Like, are they good? Or are they bad? This book in particular was just, it was a nice breath of, breath of fresh air for me because I hadn't read something like it before. There were some moments that were a little bit predictable, but I really enjoyed it. This definitely was one for me that made my top 10.
0: What did you rate it? I gave it a 4.5. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I believe. Yeah, I did not know this.
1: this nope, is, I gave this it, is it a 4. I gave loose. it a 4. Okay. I gave it a four. I stand corrected. I gave it a four because there were, like I said, there are some moments that were predictable. But overall, I enjoyed the story, and I definitely want to read the second one. So if Ashley wants to read a second one, you know that she's liked it enough to continue. Yeah. When I tell you I don't want to read the second one, or I'm not sure, I don't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know that's me too. You know, if I don't like it, I ain't reading it. Ashley's been trying to get me to read a quart of stocks and blocks what is it a cord of fingers and toes I don't know I'm like no new
1: math book that's coming out and she's
0: like I can't do it
1: I'm like you need to do it now I don't know if
0: you get desperate enough you will I know no you will. I will never be that desperate I didn't like book two sorry okay mm. <laughs> hi next <laughs> uh i all of my books are either a between a four and a five rating just fyi and my number 10 is skyward by brandon sanderson and i gave this a four this book is i can kind of tell when books are really hypey because it's like all over instagram all or bookstagram i should say all the freaking time And I have not seen this book anywhere. And I'm a teen librarian, and I probably should have because it's a pretty high-rated book, and Brandon Sanderson is a pretty prolific author. So Mm -hmm. I was shocked that I had not... I've seen it around, but not a lot. Not like Aurora Rising or something, you know what I mean? That's also a space odyssey, and so is this one. So if you do like space odysseys and aurora rising or illuminate by christoph and kaufman then you should read skyward it is uh it takes place in space it is about spin and her father has been branded a coward this in this world they are constantly fighting these aliens called the krell the the people that are featured in the book are human and spin's father instead of fighting he uh ran and so he's been branded a coward and so spin has also been branded a coward and she doesn't like that and so she wants to join the military and the pilots who are like the elite to avenge her father and her name and everything so i like this book because it's not predictable this is my first sanderson book so i wasn't sure what to expect but i know he writes a lot of adult fantasy and uh, science fiction i should say so i'm assuming it's pretty high-level writing, which it was. It wasn't predictable. It wasn't tropey. The main character's spin is insufferable, but she's written that way, and it's written well. All of the characters were uh, well-written. Even the adults, there were a couple of adult characters in the book, and they were conflicted, and they had great backstories, and it was exciting. It was never boring. I gave it a four because it's incredibly plot-driven, and I don't like plot-driven, so there's a lot of Battles and training and there's a lot of ship vocabulary that I could give a shit about and but that's a me problem so if you are okay with like plot driven and a lot of like ship jargon and war jargon then you'll probably give this a five I thoroughly enjoyed it I think I'll read book two I probably will just because I rated it pretty high but yeah go for it it was really good
1: that sounds amazing. I haven't yeah. read that one yet, nor have I heard a lot about that See? one either. Yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying. Like, no one's really talking about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so in my ninth spot, I put Fable by Adrian Young. We have talked about this book a bunch in our podcast i gave this book a five because it this is my first book by Adrienne young and i really liked the fact that it was a super easy read i could just fly right through it this, the plot was easy to follow and everything had a beginning a middle and an end like it was it was just all 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 good i will definitely be reading the second one which comes out in the spring
0: yeah cool all right, my number nine is Chain of Gold by Cassandra Clare. Yes, I know. Cassandra Clare. Uh, all her books are really popular. She's one of those authors. And, I, you know, it's fine. I, I like the Infernal Devices. I did not like the City of Bones. I don't think I'm an urban fantasy liker. I don't think I like that. And so I think that's why I kind of preferred her quote-unquote historical fantasy, if you will. But I liked this one because... I really like the relationships. I think Cassandra's really good at that. I like the friendships that the five main characters had. And I liked that it was all kind of... Not that everybody was in love with everybody. I wouldn't necessarily call these love triangles. But there were everyone was kind of paired off and I know some people hate that I personally don't I know Bardugo does that a lot and there's a couple other authors that pair their Jay Kristoff and Kaufman do that a lot too they pair their characters off and I personally don't mind that so I liked I liked I can't say I liked all of it I didn't like the whole fighting the demon devil backstory like that stuff not backstory that was like a b-plot I didn't really care about that if that stuff wasn't in there, I probably would have rated it higher, but it has to have some action in it. But anyway, I really enjoyed it. And the next book comes out fairly early in 2021. So I'm excited about that. I'm like, I'm really intrigued to find out what happens next.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that's my number eight book in my lineup here. So everything Don just said, Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to read book two. This was my first Book by Claire that I actually remember reading. If that's like sad to say, like kind of. Because I started with *Mortal Instruments* and like I just couldn't get into book two and three very well. So I didn't read *Infernal Devices*. So then going into this, I was like, "Who the heck are all these people?" Like I feel like we're going back in time, or. Is *Mortal Instruments* like way advanced? Yes, that is the answer, and I did not know that. <laughs> so, you know, now that I understand, you know, the family tree a little bit better, I'm very, I'm very excited. I know why she has such a huge fan following because, I mean, everyone's interconnected. Everyone has their own stories and, you know, whatever. But it's, she does do relationships well. She yep. really does because we're always like, oh, come on.
0: Come on. For everybody. (laughs) Yes. Totes agree. Your number eight. My number eight is Punching the Air by E.B. Zaboy. I gave this a four to five. This also is not widely known. Uh, I think Elizabeth Acevedo has the told in verse world wrapped up around her little finger. But this book is about a young boy. His name is Amal. He's black and he is on trial for I don't know if it's attempted murder of a a white boy and his his friends get convicted. He does, too. The boy is in the hospital in critical condition. So they're like hoping and praying he doesn't die because then it goes to murder. So he's under 18. So he goes to juvenile detention. And while he's there, he we kind of watch him go through he has some anger problems and so we kind of watch him deal with that there's a lot of themes about family found family real family friendship that's done really well it is told in verse and a lot of it is poetry which is I thought was done quite well and it's also based on the story of the um now they're called the exonerated five I don't know if you guys remember back in the 90s or something there were five boys that were uh, convicted of raping a white woman in central park but they were they were wrongly accused and Trump was still saying that even though DNA exonerated them they still should be put to death and all this bullshit so it, it's based on one of the guys who is involved in the they were called the um oh, I can't remember the original name of them. I'll think about it but get back to you but yeah it was it's a it's a it's a good story. EB's a boy she has an interesting voice, if you do like Elizabeth Acevedo, because I think Clap When You Land won the Goodreads Award for YA. So if you like mm-hmm. that style of writing, check this book out. It is also done really well. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was good. I have to update my uh, TBR <laughs> here. <laughs> if you're trying to reach some 60 books, it's a quick read. Right? <laughs>
1: okay so my next book on our lineup is the bromance book club by lisa k adams i gave this book a 4.55 5, i believe on our podcast we've already talked about this a bunch super easy read it is not a ya novel it is definitely adult romance but it's funny cute you get attached to the characters really well and this, Don and I read a lot of adult books this year, more so, I think, than years previous. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice to, that we dabbled in and out of different genres. And this particular author, we both really enjoyed because we read all three books that are out by her this year already. Yeah. <laughs> Still think the first one was the best. Agreed. So this one definitely... Is on my top ten because I have recommended it to all of my friends to read. <laughs> I think everyone's liked it, and they it. all
0: have read it. They all have it yeah, <laughs> they have all read it. <laughs> Going back to the name of the group, so it, it, it's a big duh on me. It, they were called the Central Park Five. Freaking duh. Uh, so oh. maybe that rings a bell. Okay, my number seven is the project by Courtney Summers. I gave this a four two five, and this is not published until February second, twenty twenty one. I got the arc. I got like three arcs actually. I don't know why. Okay so this is about two sisters Lo and B. Lo is the younger sister and she was in a horrific car crash. She almost died and B is the older sister and she was she she kind of felt guilty about it even though it wasn't anywhere near her fault. She still felt guilty because she wasn't there and so while she's grieving for her sister in the hospital this guy appears to her in the chapel and he presents himself as Jesus, but lo and behold, he's a cult leader. So she gets swept up in this cult. And as Lo gets older, because at the time, I think Lo was only 12 and B may have been like 16 or 17. So when Lo becomes an older woman, she she starts to seek her sister and get her out of the cult because the cult is not letting her see her sister at all. And this book is not like Sadie. If you loved Sadie you probably loved the pacing of it it was very quick this is the exact opposite so if you're reading this book just please know it is not the same pacing as Sadie it is a character study into these two girls it is about grief and it is about faith and it is not fast paced at all until like the very end and by the very end I mean the last 25 pages but it's just Courtney is a a beautiful writer and she's not lyrical necessarily like there were some really good quotes but she's more thematic she's a thematic writer and so this book I would consider to be a book a, a book club book or a buddy read or something like because you really need to like stop and pick it apart and discuss it with someone in order to really appreciate what's going on in the book but I, I, I didn't love it as much as Sadie obviously I gave Sadie a 5 I gave this a 425 but it's still a really good book
1: yeah, that's on my TBR as well. I was like, oh, it's come down February. Yay. <laughs> Dawn's already read it.
0: <laughs> hey, I saw Courtney Summers and I was like,
1: on it. Uh-huh. I know. I'm <laughs> so I asked you for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my, what are we on? Six? Yes. Six. Yeah. Okay. So my six spot one is the sky beyond the, sp- the storm. Oh my gosh. The sky beyond the storm. I saba to hear. We just did this podcast, and this for me was a nice way to close an end of an era. Like I remember doing book club with Dawn when we were still doing it through our local library, and we read Ember in the Ashes. So when this book first, like, or this whole entire series came out we were all experiencing it together so for me just to get this end of the book was really nice because I enjoyed it more than Don did you have to listen to our podcast to hear what we said <laughs> <laughs> I gave this book a 4.5 Don did not Don, Don gave us a not. 3.75 yes, so you know I definitely would like to hear your guys' thoughts. I'm all about people uh, finishing series and, like, doing it well. I felt that it was done well. John has other views. So, like I said. <laughs> I'm the criticizer at books, and I criticized it all She is indeed. Because I was like, oh, yes, this is great. And I'm like, <laughs> she's going to hate it. <laughs> but this is why we're podcast buddies because we don't have the same opinions on books and yeah. so it makes for a
0: really good book discussion so what was your sixth spot my number six was as the shadow rises by katie rose Poole and this is book two in the there will come a darkness series i believe last year i gave there will come a darkness it was in the top three wasn't in the top two or the year before i don't know but anyway whatever year i did my top 10 it was in the top three or top two And this is an underrated book. Not a lot of people are reading it. Not sure why. I think it may be because this is not a fluffy book. The series is not fluffy. This is not The Cruel Prince. I'm sorry, but The Cruel Prince is nothing but fluff. And it's full of tropes, quite predictable, unpopular opinion. But hey, I hated that first book. This is not that. So if you are... (laughs) What is that phase, Ashley? Did you did you read The Cruel yes, Prince? Ashley read The Cruel Prince, the
1: first one, and I wanted to shoot myself. Oh,
0: I didn't know. Hi, how, how come we I haven't did, talked I, about this? I could not
1: read the second one. I was like, why is this getting so much hype? It's still getting all this hype. It just it
0: is, won. It just won fantasy. Why? I know.
1: I know. I was like, <laughs> Maybe it shifted. I don't it know. I, I, I stopped reading after book one because I was like, well, all that was just a load of predictable. All of that.
0: There was nothing new and original in here. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I digress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will, we will, uh, yeah. After the podcast, we can like really can talk about how much we hated it. Uh, but this book is not... <laughs> anything like that it is quite critical this her first book she got a literary nomination which usually well it only goes to critical books so if you are looking for something where you kind of have to take notes and you can really sit back and really get into the world and into the characters then this series is a good one for you this is book two I did have issues with the confusion of the world it is quite confusing I did have to after I finished reading it I did have to take two hours to kind of unpack everything I read and and in my uh I did a podcast review of it and most of that podcast was for me so that when book three comes out I will know what happens because I'll just go back and listen to what I had to say it was, it was, that's how confusing it was however it was a good confusing because it was interesting i was invested in the characters and in the world and it has a prophecy dawn loves a prophecy and this is a good a one too does that, says that. <laughs> dawn loves a prophecy, loves a prophecy. <laughs> cool. and uh so if you have not read this series and you have a couple of days left if your good reads goal and you want to get in a good one at the end of the year then start with there will come a darkness and then read as the shadow rises i gave it a four and a half i'm not sure if i said that that's huge for you yeah <laughs> this, is, this is huge for a <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> that's huge for you because i never give i never give halfs or fives like hardly ever no No, so (laughs) listen to her advice.
1: Okay, so my next book in my uh, top five now, right? Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, is The Bridge Kingdom by Danielle L. Jensen. So I don't know if you've read anything by her. She's an adult fantasy uh, writer. No. And I read her series that is called the Stolen Like Songbird Series, like a few years ago and was absolutely in love with her series she does adult fantasy and romance very well because a lot of it is very much so plot driven it's not based on the romance the romance is in there and you're like okay that's fine but it's it's just enough that you're not like okay stop it please like i she's actually doing stuff with her world she's putting you in a place that you're like okay okay don't ignore what she's saying because the the Relationship between the two characters that are supposed to be together or whatever is not what's important. It is the whole rest of it, which I really appreciate it because I like a good romance, but I also really like a good fantasy at the same time. And so this book has very much so your enemies to lovers trope, but it's done well. It's done well. It's about a girl, Laura, who is sold to... Aaron, who's the owner of this particular island, is supposed to be a part of this peace treaty or whatever. She's sold sold as part of the treaty to help bring peace in trade, but she's supposed to kill him. And it's not just her that's supposed to kill him. There's a whole heap load of things that's happening at the same exact time. So Dawn did not like a book called, I think it's from Blood and Ash, right? I didn't read had it. Their, did you read that one? No. no. It was the other one. Um, I forget what it was called. But you were like, well, she goes in to kill him. And guess what? That's why one. I made like, that face. Out.
0: Because every time I read uh, literally four books like that this year, and they don't kill the person they're supposed to kill. It's like, I'm sick of this falling in love crap. Kill him. That's what I'm here okay. for. I'm here for the killing. Okay.
1: So this book, I applaud because because it is done so well I'm into book two right now and I'm am, I am so much so enjoying this whole entire thing happening <laughs> so this book had to be on my top five because Ashley has had very few books this year that I have like literally flown right through so if you know I'm liking something
0: it's done within 24 hours like is this the one you were talking about before we started the pod where you were like oh my god I'm excited okay Mm-hmm. it's like literally giving me heart palpitations because I just can't
1: I just can't like put it all together There's so many things happening in the world that there is yeah I really like it what'd you give it? I gave this book a 4.5 okay. cool I don't know
0: why I didn't give it a 5 I'm having the same emotions yeah, I was like, I, 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 sounds pretty like you loved it. I don't know what happened <laughs>
1: I probably i i don't know (laughs) i feel like i give away fives very flippantly and i don't want to give them away flippantly like i want to just be like "Mm." so i'm gonna think about it because i just rated it yesterday so okay it probably will we'll see how book two
0: ends okay well my number five is also like ashley's where she just finished it and i just finished this today I did not think it was going to make my list, but it is The Rage of Dragons by Evan Winter. Came highly recommended by lots of people. This is adult fantasy. And Evan Winter is black. And we don't get a lot of black authors who write fantasy. So, and that includes YA. So when you find one, hold on to it tight. This (laughs) one, I gave this a four and a half at first I was like oh it's probably not gonna be higher than a four but then the second half like really was just like okay I'm I'm into this now uh this book is it takes place in an African type of a country all the characters are black and they okay so the way the world is Is there are it's a caste system, and so there are nobles who are of noble blood, which means both their parents are nobles, and they have they are gifted by the goddess, quote unquote, and they are bigger and bigger. They have bigger bodies, and they're bigger. uh, They're they're strong, and in this world, I should say they're constantly fighting this war. It's an endless war, so it's 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 a war book, which I did not know. And because I don't read plot synopses, when I read a book, I just go into it blind. And then the um, the bottom half of the cast list are called the lesser,s which is properly named, and they are not gifted. They oh, I also forgot to say that the the higher cast they have the women are gifted with magic, and they can while they're fighting they have the power to like make the chosen ones like giants and like super strong or they can communicate over long distances or they have all these other little powers the lessers have no powers they are pieces of crap they only join the military well they join the military but their only purpose there is to just be on the front line and to just die to give the nobles more time to prepare so they don't care about the lessers they hate them they think that they're disgusting and you're not as good as me. So it's kind of this type of political and, um, um, it's not racism cause they're all, they're all the same color, but, um, it's a cast. It's a, it's a class system basically. And our main character Tao is a lesser and he has had some death in his life and he's pissed and he's like, I'm going to join the army. I'm going to show everyone that lessers are not pieces of trash. And of course there's a war. So, The only reason why I didn't give this a five is, once again, it's plot-driven. I don't like plot-driven books. It is all war. And the training, I was just kind of, like, skipping through the training stuff. I was like, I don't care. But the war stuff, I was reading because it was consequential. The training stuff is typical training on paper. Big woo. But the war stuff, you know, you kind of have to pay attention to what's happening and who's killing who and why and all this stuff. So the second half of the book was, like, really good – uh, Tao is a fascinating character his character arc is great I know I'm horrible with, this, with the synonyms here I was an English major by the way uh, <laughs> it's great <laughs> um, what word can I think of uh, great <laughs> awesome <laughs> another thing about this book is the world was kind of info dumped which is unfortunate because it's interesting I have not read anything like this before And there are dragons. I know I didn't mention it because the book is called Rage of Dragons, but (laughs) the dragons are basically used. And the the women, I said, who are the gifted ones, they can control the dragons, but they're kind of using and abusing the dragons for war purposes. So you can probably guess how that's going to turn out. And it's entitled because it's called Rage of Dragons. Uh, So once again, if you're looking, not once again, but if you are looking for lots of dragons in this book, it ain't going to be in the first one. So just FYI it's in the title but it's not really in the book that much but yeah the world could have been a bigger part of the story and I like worlds over plot and the world was info dumped even though it was info dumped it was still interesting enough for me to not drop it too far because I hate info dumping but it was Mm -hmm. an interesting enough world that I was like okay I'm okay with it being info dumped for now the next book which I will read that's already out that I will I will read it pretty soon it won't be info dumped because I know the world right now. But yeah, if it, yeah, I I recommend it to you. Actually, I'm not sure how you do with plot, or do you like I lore? Like, I like that. Mm-hmm. I think you'll yep. like it. It's it's not. I'm mean, when okay. So I haven't read a lot of adult fantasy, but I've read um, some N.K. Jemisin and The Red Sister by Mark Lawrence, and I'm reading The Name of the Wind by Rothfuss. And adult fantasy seems to be quite world driven and character driven and so when I was reading this it kind of started to read like YA because the characters are under 18 and the writing isn't as rich as the fifth season or the last wish or something like that so I was like this is YA this ain't no adult fantasy but it's not it's it I just wasn't expecting it to be such a plot heavy book I was expecting a world heavy book and but yeah read it it's good (laughs) That sounds good. Yeah.
1: I'm all for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my number four book of the year is House of Earth, Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Moss. She is not number one. You should be surprised. I'm not surprised, actually.
0: I'm not.
1: Yeah. Okay, so this book, I gave, I think I gave this book a four I wanted to give it a five because I love my boss girl, but I think I had some, I had expectations for this book and I don't know why I put them into place to be a certain way. And it might be because I've read both of her other series. so I was expecting things to be a little bit different, then okay. what I got so I almost want to read it again and not have any expectations for it because I feel like it was unfair of me because I was like, oh I'm gonna I want to have this this and this and that didn't happen and then the whole story though explodes on you the last 150 pages and you're like what yeah the that was a heck lot of
0: story. Happening?
1: You Know which is why it's still one of my top books because it's fast, she knows how to write a good story. That's like, did you see that? Because I didn't see that coming.
0: I wish you could see Ashley's you know? face on the screen,
1: it's like, yeah, you just
0: looking at imaginary people. <laughs> I,
1: <know. laughs> I have a captive audience, my laundry's <laughs> looking very smiley, <laughs> anyway. But this book. It made my top five. I love this author myself, but the story itself is definitely worth being
0: in my top five. Yeah. We reviewed this book for the pod way back in, I think this was the last one we read before the pandemic because we were used to Anything. podcasts in the same room. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it took us three hours to get through. Yeah. <laughs> well, that book is like 900 freaking pages yeah it's huge Mm -hmm. all right my number four is the other side of the sky by Megan Spooner and Amy Kaufman once again we have done this book in our podcast we have talked about it before and so I'm not really going to go into it but this is also an underrated book like nobody's reading this book either which is odd because it's Amy Kaufman and she's pretty popular but I liked the blending of fantasy and science fiction which you don't see very often and it wasn't tropey. It wasn't predictable. I got a new ship with the main characters. I liked them a lot. I liked the villain, which can be tough to pull off sometimes. Like I don't think I had any complaints about the book. I don't know why I didn't give it a five. Something wasn't quite there for me to give it a five. But it was very close. So if you have not read this book, read it. It's good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this book is my number three. in our uh, top 10 lineup because i did give this book a five i had nothing bad to say about this book we like don said we've already reviewed and talked about this on our podcast it was one of our favorite books that we have collectively read together there was nothing in my opinion wrong with this book it was just beautifully written A beautiful blend of sci-fi and fantasy and there's prophecy. There's stuff happening that you're like, oh, that could happen. Oh, no, that's not happening at all. It's not predictable, which was a nice fresh thing for Dawn and I to read because we read so many books. There's a lot of tropes that we see all the time. And I've started to turn down books because of certain things being brought up and I can see the pattern happening and there's just days where I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel <laughs> like going down that road. <laughs> or maybe I do. I don't know. But, yeah, this is definitely my, in my top three this year. I really enjoyed this book.
0: Yeah. Uh, I remember us, we almost didn't do this book. I don't know why we did. Because nobody was talking about us, or like, We tried to pick like really, really popular books, and this was not. Uh, maybe it was mm-hmm. maybe it was high up on the Goodreads list of anticipation. I don't know. I'm glad we did because I almost didn't read it because I'm not a big fan of Megan Spooner. So, mm-hmm. well, the cover looks very not YA. It looks almost
1: juvenile. It looks like a juvenile yeah. fiction book. So that was another like turn off because you're. I was just like, this don't look like something we would read. But yet again, like, Ashley is very big on picking books by the way that their covers are. I would not have picked this book off if I did not read the synopsis of the story Mm -hmm. and know about Kaufman. And, like, I didn't know about Spooner, but I knew about Kaufman. So I was like, okay, like, let's just, you know, let's give it a shot. Because I did the whole Aurora Rising thing. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad I did. Yeah. That was great.
0: All right, my number three is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by Schwab. We just did this series on the pod, so I'm not going to really get into it because you can listen to our thoughts there. But if you are a frequent listener to the pod, I say a lot. I don't like the writing. I don't like the writing. This is the type of writing that Dawn likes. This is exactly the type of writing that Dawn likes. It's very flowery. It's just just poured all over the page with the symbolism and the poetry. I love it. I don't care who knows it. And I liked all the characters. It does this nonlinear plot that I like a lot. I am a sucker for a nonlinear plot. I really liked Henry. He's probably, I liked him better than Addie, actually. Uh, just, it was just a beautiful book. That's all I'll say. I know it's probably in your top. I don't know where it yep. lands for you though, but it's in
1: my second spot. Oh. It's in my second spot. Okay. It is so everything Don said. Ashley had all emotions with Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. I just I want everyone to read it. I want them to bleed the way I bled for this <laughs> book. Like <laughs> I want them to read all of the, the poetry. Like this story is just such poetry. It's so beautiful. And it's not like anything I've read before, which is awesome. Because mm-hmm. it takes a lot for John and I to be like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Yeah. I I haven't read this before. It's just it's it's nice. It's nice that that there are still Writers out there that can captivate an audience with a very original story that we haven't read before. This is going to be one of those books that I think people are going to be picking up the next, you know, decade or more just because they're going to hear it from other people saying, Hey, did you read that book? No, I didn't. Maybe I need to. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: definitely worth it. Cool. I gave it a four and a half. Uh, I don't know if I said or not. I give it four and a half also. We couldn't we couldn't figure out why we couldn't give it a five. Don and I were still trying to like figure that out. I feel like I might just give it a five just to say I did. Oh, God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't pinpoint why
0: I, I won't. I knew why a couple days ago, and now I have forgotten why I couldn't give it a five. I don't
1: know. I think it might be because means. we liked Henry versus Addie. I think that might be why.
0: No, that Was wasn't that? it. Not for me, anyway. I don't know. I don't know. It just, like, I know a five when I see it. That's kind of how I am with books. And these last two are fives. And I knew immediately they were fives. I didn't have to think about it. If I have to think about it, it's like, well, probably wasn't a five. So, that's how I do it. That's how I do it. <laughs> and my number two. Right, yep which I gave a five, is The Last Wish by Andrzej Sapkowski, which is the Witcher series. It is the pre-prequel, so it is short stories of the universe. I highly recommend you read this one first, especially if you have watched The Witcher or you plan to watch it, which I think you should, especially if you are a big Game of Thrones fan and you are missing epic fantasy. I think this is a good filler for you. Uh, This I was not expecting this at all Because the show is different than the book This book Is retellings Of classic fairy tales Very subtly done Well maybe not one of them Well maybe they're not too subtle I guess not No Ashley's shaking her head no It's not subtle but it's unexpected I was not expecting that And it wasn't until I was deep into the first one I was like Is this Snow White? think this is Snow White well okay and it was it was really good so I couldn't really get into the second book this is kind of for me like Lord of the Rings where it's just really slow and dry and I don't like dry I like slow but I don't like dry that's what she said but I do highly recommend it it was a great read I gave it a five I loved it a lot and highly recommend it all right, Ashley, number one, drum roll, please. I don't know if I know. I'm, I'm, I'm confused about your number one because you haven't mentioned a book that I'm about to mention. And I know you know what my number one is. So I'm like, I don't I think do. that's her number one because I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All
1: right. Okay. Drum roll, please. <laughs> All right. Ashley's number one for 2020 is The Silvered Serpents. Oh,
0: Rosh-Roski. I should have known. I should have known.
1: Yeah. Okay. And here, Here is why. If you have not read Gilded Wolves, you're not going to know anything that I'm talking about. This is book two in the Gilded Wolves <laughs> series. <laughs> We follow uh, Sevron and his team. Uh, they're basically trying to regain Sevron's title for the Fallen House and reestablish, you know, him and the whole lineup of of the houses. There is a lot of biblical mythology and fantasy and lore and all of this stuff in here um in this book i had no idea how it was going to turn i thought it was going to be a duology it is not It is not a duology and this particular band of friends are so close knit that this book pulls out their deepest, darkest fears and desires and almost makes it as though each of the characters are their own worst enemy or their own demise, which is very interesting to me because each of them is going through something and you are wanting, you know, things to happen for them to find this lost artifact and reestablish, you know, the power and whatever, but one wants it because they want to possess the power of a God because then they can never hurt anymore and never experience pain. One is literally running out of time and could die at any moment. Like there's all of these twists and turns and things happening within this book. There is a lot of betrayal in this book as they're like basically risking their necks to finish this one last job that's out there. And yeah, it's this, but I, I literally, when I finished it, I I had no words because I did not see what was coming at all. And very rarely is Ashley left speechless at the end of a book where I can't. It took me two days to process the ending, because I still did not quite understand how we had got to that point. But then when you relook back at everyone within the start, I don't want to spoil it. Because if you haven't read it, like everything that I'm saying could be potentially spoilers. I'm not using names or any of that. But I like the fact that not everyone is squeaky clean. I like the fact that Sevron and his friends are all struggling to figure out what their identity and their purpose is in the world. That they're living in. So yeah. It's it's still amazing. I am very excited to read book three because this was I knew immediately when I started reading the second book that this was going to be a five for me. Like you knew with yours that you were (laughs) you've given your fives to. I was like, Yep, that's gone. mm -hmm. It's it's, it's a a five. Don't fail me now, you know. (laughs) So yeah, it's definitely my my number one
0: for this year. Cool. I, I'll, I'll probably read it Ashley's not the only person that's trying to get me to read this series so <laughs> and my only trepidation is that her first book The Star Touched Queen I didn't like her writing I liked her writing style but the plot meandered and I friggin hate that and she followed this second book up really quickly after that series so I'm like has she grown Am I still going to be encountered with a meandering plot? Because that's why I don't read A Court of Stars and Wishes because of the meandering (laughs) plot. (laughs) So I'm taking it her plots don't meander. Is that what I'm hearing from you here?
1: Yeah, I mean, this particular series by was it was different than her first one. Her first one was there were a lot of things that were predictable, and you're like, okay, that's going to happen. Like, I've seen this. You know, she's sprinkling in some new mythology like all of their stuff and so that was interesting and I really liked it but this one I found that it was way more dense of a plot Mm -hmm. for me like and I liked that because yeah I just hadn't I hadn't read that before and it to me, it showed that there was growth in her writing. Okay. Um, it wasn't the same thing. And I know that there are a few of our friends that have read it, and they're like, what the fuck just happened? Like, <laughs> Because it was it was that good, and
0: it's a quick read. Okay. Well, I know she's really good friends with Subba, so maybe Subba has had some influence on her world building, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Ashley knows what my number one is. If you're uh-huh. not new to the pod, you already know. It is the fifth season by N.K. Jemison. I gave this a solid five. Uh, mostly, not mostly, I have never read anything like this before. I am not really into geology. I don't like science, and this is heavy with it, but that's okay. I got over it. <laughs> I just kind of went with it. I don't know how many times I was like, what's an obelisk again? I don't know what that means. But the world is just... It's just so rich and just so different, and desolate and sad and depressing, and all the bad things. But it's still hopeful. I also did not know that N.K. Jemison was black until I saw that she won the Hugo Award for this, and they were like, "Oh my God, a black person's ever won this before?" And I was like, "Oh, because her name is quite ambiguous. Like N.K. What is that?" I also didn't know that Uh every all the characters well not all of them but a majority at least the main characters are black as well once again that does not happen in fantasy that is a rarity Dawn is black by the way just in case you're new to the pod and so for me to find an all black fantasy book is like fantastic if you're not if you're white this means nothing you're like what is she talking about it's yeah you get it all the time but black people don't and so when we do it's like hold on to it tight because you may never get it again but it's not Mm -hmm. just that it's our main characters have just they're all different and they have so much going on in their life like I said it's all depressing but it's still all very hopeful I don't think I need to say that it's not predictable because the world is new and it's going to be new to you even if you are a heavy adult fantasy reader I still think this world is going to be pretty new to you it is quite dense however if you can get past it then you will really enjoy it I read most of it at work and I, I work at a library and I was screaming and jumping up and down and like crying all in my office sometimes at the <laughs> reference desk all the emotions it was just it was, it's, a, it's, it's a great book and anyone who asked me to recommend them a fantasy book this is the first book that I recommend to them I don't care if they read YA or not this is what I recommend and so I'm recommending it to you And I haven't read the third one because I am just not prepared for... I started it and I had to put it away because it's so... I mean, you read the first book. It's so heavy. And by heavy, I mean it's really hard to read because nothing good ever happens to these people. It's just so depressing. It's kind of like The Hunger Games. Nothing good ever happens to Katniss, man. It's just constant depression and betrayal and death and war and... So it's kind of like that heavy book, but it's full of hope. So maybe when I get in the right mindset, I will pick up the third book and finish it.
1: Ashley might do the audiobook of book two because I struggled with the first book. Because I had never read anything like that before in my life. And it was when Ashley is have has read 30 pages and it has been two hours you know that there is an issue yeah (laughs) because I was like man I feel like I just powered through and it's like you've read 35 pages
0: (laughs) and And Ashley and I don't discuss when we read a book because we read it for the podcast and we don't discuss so you didn't like say hey are you Making it through. We didn't talk about it while we were reading it. Mm -hmm. I think maybe one time I may have been like, yeah, I'm struggling too. I listened to it. And I was like, yeah, I'm struggling too. And I had to, I had to, I didn't cheat, but I had to like find some reviewers to help me because I was drowning in this book. And then after I did that, I was okay. So I wish we maybe, maybe next time when we read a really dense book like that, we'd be like, okay, let's stop and talk about it just to clear Mm -hmm. it because yeah We, I think that would be good because this book like I feel
1: like I need to give it another shot like the whole series because I did do like the reviews and everything like that after and I was like oh so I wasn't completely lost I even went back and listened to our previous podcast on it and you were like Ashley let's see if you can uh, pronounce all these names and I like butchered all of them except three <laughs>
0: at least knew what the rocks were like <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. alabaster. Yeah. but
1: yeah this was this was a really good year for us just donna and i powered through a bunch of books i'm at 55 this year and donna's at 89 hmm,
0: 89
1: she's hoping to be at
0: 90 yep yeah I'll i'm
1: a hit 60 i don't know that's kind of generous you can do it we'll see how it goes. might have to pick up some small books but we really appreciate you guys hanging around with us for this year of 2020. We look forward to seeing you in the new year. May it bring all good things for all of us yes. in the world because we definitely need it. So to that, we will catch you in the next year in the next podcast. Bye-bye.